Welcome to the Icon Church podcast. Icon Church is one church in five locations. Our vision is human flourishing. We pray that this podcast helps you to flourish in life. For any more information about Icon Church, log on to our website at www.icon.church. We hope you enjoy this podcast. Good evening, church, and welcome to the second part of our Asking for a Friend conversation series that we're doing. And uh, I just want to say a massive welcome. If you're watching for the first time tonight, or if you've been watching Icon Online for a while now, we want to say a huge welcome. We're super excited for tonight's service. I'm Debbie. And this is my husband, Nathan, and uh, tonight's going to be fun, isn't it? Everyone's come on a very good, exciting Sunday night. A very good, exciting Sunday, yeah, because we're doing uh, a collection of talks called Asking for a Friend. And uh, last week we uh, had an incredible conversation that happened, then also an incredible message on the back of that around white privilege and racism. And uh, you can check that out on our YouTube page. But tonight, tonight, it's going to get wild. I want you to keep the chat clean. Uh, you know, I want you to just just, just chill out a little bit. Maybe you need to get a cold drink. I don't know what happens tonight, but it's going to be a whole load of fun because we're going to talk about sex. Sex. Yes, you heard us right. We're going to talk about sex, but we kind of want to just answer this question. Is it just sex? Is it just a physical thing? Is it just sex? So I thought we best start with some Bible. Let's do that. So we're going to start with Romans chapter 1 verses 21 to 25 and it says for although they knew God they neither glorified him as God nor gave thanks to him but their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened although they claimed to be wise they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images made to look like mortal man and birds and animals and reptiles Therefore, God gave them over in the sinful desires of their hearts to sexual impurity for the degrading of their bodies with one another. They exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshipped and served created things rather than the Creator, who is forever praised. Amen. Amen. So this is Paul writing to uh, the church in Rome and he's talking uh, actually how people have known God, but they've walked away from it. And uh, they've walked away from it in terms of they knew God as creator, but they began worshipping created things. And uh, many times in our lives, we can have good things that go bad. Um, And sex can be one of those things that is a good thing. It's a God-created thing, but can be used for evil. Actually, the Bible talks a lot about sex and uh, talks about it all the time and that God has a plan for sex in our lives. Yeah, and apart from God, sex can actually be one of the most destructive things on our planet. Yeah, it can. I mean, if we go to the extreme, you've got pornography, uh, you've got sex crimes, sex trafficking, child sex trafficking. All of these things have taken a good thing and it's gone bad. And that's at the extreme level. Yeah, you can even find it, um, not on those extreme levels, but actually in our own homes and in our own lives. Sex can cause destruction in our own lives. And if you look at things like divorce rates and broken relationships, one of the factors that may cause those broken relationships and the divorce is sometimes sex. Yeah, yeah. And it can be a big factor in that. 
And linking it back to those verses in Romans is the the key thing for me is that how uh, they had taken God, who is the creator, and put him below the created things. And uh, just as we know, sex is a created thing. But many times as society and even in our worlds and in our lives, we can elevate that above God's position and what God has for us. And as the church, and I'm using capital C church, not icon church, but as the church, I don't think we've talked about sex well enough. Especially I'm talking from my experience growing up in church and growing up around conferences, youth conferences. Basically the message was this, don't do it. It was just don't do it. Yeah, yeah. the amount of um, youth leaders and, and even my parents, the conversations that we had about sex, I don't ever remember it being about why or the reasons behind it, but just don't do it. It's, it's just a bad thing, don't do it. And, and that can all lead to shame and guilt. I mean, we've all made mistakes. The Bible tells us actually that we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That can lead to shame and guilt. And here's what tonight is not about. Tonight's not about shame or guilt. We've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God in many different areas. Tonight is not about shame and guilt. It's about human flourishing. And and this is key for me because it's elevating God. It's elevating His view. But it's actually saying we can all flourish in relationships and we can all flourish in this area of sex. Yeah, and tonight, you know, we will have a little bit of fun and and we want it to be a topic that can be spoken about. But again, we don't want there to be any guilt or shame, but actually it's all about raising a generation that instead of just telling them, no, 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 don't do it, or it's a bad thing and making it become a taboo subject, we want to raise a generation that knows the reason why and chooses not to do it because of the reason, not because they're told not to. Yeah, we know why this is a good thing and that actually it can be a good thing. Uh, we've talked a, a little bit and re- referencing those verses that we read earlier around uh, God being the creator. Well, God created sex. and um, Well done, God. Well done, well done, God. Well done, God. <laughs> um, and uh, I'm sure we're getting some laughing emojis in there uh, on the chat. But God is the creator. And so I want to I wanna go to God and want to hear his, his view on, you know, how to... Uh, you know, use this creative thing, how to uh, better properly flourish in this relationship and flourish in this area of my life. It reminds me actually, not, not that this reminds me of sex, but it reminds me that God is creator of taking my phone to the Apple phone store. And um, I took it in because it was working slow and I, like, I just couldn't do it. And I thought there's something wrong. There's something wrong with my phone. So I take it and I take it to uh, the Genius Bar, it's called. It's the Genius Bar. And uh, give it over to the Apple store colleague who knows what he's doing. He's worked with these phones for, you know, years. He's trained. He knows exactly what he's doing. Well, within 10 minutes of someone actually knowing what they were doing with my phone, my phone was working like 10 times quicker. Uh, I could do more on my phone than ever before. It was like incredible. It's like I had a brand new phone. It was amazing. And I think that's the same for us, that actually we should go to the Creator because I think there's more for us and there's better for us. And even in this area of sex, there's better for us. And uh, God has a big plan for us. The problem is, is when we take our eyes off of God. Yeah, so basically you're saying God's like our genius bar when it comes to sex. He is the genius. We could say that, The creator. We could say that. (laughs) (laughs) 
But yeah, it's, you know, so often in life, not just with sex, but in many areas of our lives, we can risk taking our eyes off of God and placing our eyes on created things. And, and like Nathan said, why do that when we know that God is the genius, God is the creator, God is the person who knows everything about every area of our lives. Why would we go to anywhere else or try and do anything else on our own when we can go to God, do it God's way and it turns out perfect? Yeah, and you know, this is all a, a, a work in progress and, and this is why we want to talk about this tonight and this is why we want to go to the Bible. I mean, these verses, let me read verses 22 and 23. It talks about these people. It says, although they claimed to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images made to look like mortal man and birds and animals and reptiles. Their, their, their view of God had changed. And I think that's so important for us just to start there, that actually it's our view of God. If you think God is a prude, if you think God is against sex, if you think God is against those things, well, I, I, I believe you've got the wrong view of God because God created sex. But I believe God has a proper place for sex and a rightful place for sex where we get to flourish the most in that. So we don't want to kind of just say, hey, don't do it. Don't do it before marriage. Don't do it in these. We want to give you a why. And a why around the question we asked right at the start, why is sex not just sex? Why is sex not just sex? So, yeah, and first I think point. the first thing to start with is that sex is purposeful. You know, as we've said, God is the creator. God created man and woman and the whole world and he created sex within that. He created Adam and Eve to have sex. And um, so it's purposeful. Were they, were they just created to have sex? Obviously not, darling. Oh, okay. I'm but just that, clarifying that's... that for the people in the back who <laughs> were asleep until you said that and then they woke up sharply <laughs> like, what? <laughs> but sex is a gift from God. It was created by God and it is a gift from God to us for marriage. And... Um it says in Genesis 2.24, it says, that is why a man leaves his father and mother and is united to his wife and they become one flesh. The part of the purpose of sex is to unite us. It's to, for two to become one. I've got that song going in in my head. Two become one. Yeah, that one. I, I shouldn't I, have sung, I shouldn't should I? Have sung, yeah. I shouldn't have sung. But sex is all about uniting us and two becoming one. I'm sorry for the Spice Girls reference, but it just, it came in my head. I couldn't get it out. <laughs> but it's about one flesh. It's about a deeper connection. Sex isn't just physical. It's not just two bodies, but actually it's a connection, a heart connection, a soul connection. Yeah, it, it's actually a, a picture, kind of a picture of full unity. And um, it, it builds unity as well within a relationship. Um, like, like, let's like just disclaimer out there. Some some of our best sex has been after an argument. I would say. Would you agree? I think most people watching would definitely agree. If there is don't, anyone don't, out no, there, no, 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 don't put it in. The don't chat. put it in the chat. No, your kids may be watching. <laughs> just this think right about now. it. <laughs> you may just have to agree, like in your front room, going, "Yeah, we know that. We yeah. know that." Just, just nod at your husband, but, nod at your wife. But I think that's because there's this unity that even though we've had a disagreement, even though there's been, you know, like uh, we've 
differed on opinion. There's yeah. been this unity together. And that's because sex has a purpose. It builds unity within a relationship. But that's not its only purpose. No, there is another purpose to sex. And um, we're not going to go into the birds and the bees. But obviously, everyone watching, I hope you know. If you don't know, you need to come and talk to me and Nathan and we'll have a or little your, conversation. Or, or your parents. Or your parents, yeah. Go talk to your parents as well. <laughs> but sex obviously creates little cute babies. Are they all cute? Yeah, they are all cute. Okay, I'll let you They answer. may not grow to thing. stay cute, but they all start cute. <laughs> sex does make babies. We tell all of our young people in Icon Youth that holding hands makes babies. So if you see any Icon Youth holding hands, you tell them they should not be doing it. They know holding are, hands makes babies. We are babies. obviously joking with them at that point. <laughs> They know what we mean. But yeah, obviously, sex can unite us and cause unity. And it, its purpose is for unity, but its purpose is also to create new life. Its purpose is to create other human beings. Yeah, and I guess the question that can then sometimes arise from that moment is, because what if I can't have kids? What if there's something, you know, we, li we know we live in a fallen world and, you know, we know that for some couples that's not possible to have kids. Or Does they may mean, choose not yeah, to. Yeah, they may choose not to. Yeah. Does that mean sex isn't purposeful? No, absolutely not. In in our own personal experience, our son Zion, he's six years old, and he was created through IVF. So although, you know, in the in the IVF clinic in the lab, they used all the compartments that God created to to make that embryo and to create Zion. Zion wasn't created just through sex. He was created in a laboratory with some scientists and, and health professionals helping us do it. So I would argue that, you know, our sex does have purpose regardless of the fact that our sex doesn't create babies yeah definitely definitely and last thing on this sex is purposeful is this whole thing around being naked and vulnerable it's kind of like going back to genesis for mo for most people when they're having sex like we're naked and we're most vulnerable um not to you know paint any pictures in anyone's heads um but actually it's this moment where you know we're united but also we're, you know, we're naked and vulnerable with one another. And I think that's, you know, that's so true of that needs to be in our relationships, not not, not even the sex part, but actually willing to be naked and vulnerable with our feelings, naked and vulnerable in different areas. It builds relationship, builds that unity. So sex is purposeful. Second yes, one. Absolutely. The second thing is that sex is pleasurable. I'm not saying anything. <laughs> sex is pleasurable. God designed it to be pleasurable. God designed sex to be fun. There you go. We said it. Sex is fun and sex is pleasurable. But that's the way God designed it. Yeah. And I, I know for many people, they will be saying, even outside of marriage, it can be pleasurable. And that's correct. It can be. And I think that's, you know, it's such a grace of God that it is pleasurable wherever it happens. But I believe that God uh, puts a blessing upon it when it happens in marriage. But yes, it is pleasurable. But many people can settle for fulfilling their desires now rather than actually living in what God has got for them. 
Yeah, I'd say if you know if you want to settle that that desire now for that same fulfillment and that same pleasure, that's almost like having a happy now rather than a happily ever after. And I genuinely believe that when we put God first and when we honor God's design for sex and how God intended sex to be and we wait until marriage, I genuinely believe that that is a happily ever after rather than settling for a happy now. Yeah, we can see we we started with those destructive you know like sex can be the most destructive thing in the world and i think that happens when people try and fulfill their desires now and i know for many people watching they may have made mistakes as we mentioned earlier and um, many times in church and i'm using church as capital c church we've had this kind of judgmental view on sex before marriage or making those mistakes where it's poured in shame and poured in guilt and actually kind of communicate to people that there isn't an option for a second chance but we're not like that no i'm so glad icon church and, and is not jesus like that. is not like that no exactly we believe here at icon church and obviously god and god believes the same thing that you know there is no guilt there is no shame we believe in restoration we believe in the future that god has intended for each and every single one of us and we believe whatever mistakes are in the past there is a future that god has got for you that involves amazing sex with the right person yeah and at it, the right time yeah and it's the grace of god like let me share a story of jesus because uh, i think this is so clear there's a woman caught in the act of adultery she's caught in the act debbie she's caught in the act caught okay. in the act she's caught in the act of adultery okay that means she was having sex Oh, we said that word yeah. enough. It's not like taboo anymore. Kind of thing you'd see on TV. Yeah, exactly. It's Soaps. like it would make a great movie. But she's caught in this act and she's brought before Jesus and the, the law would say that they could stone her. And so the, the people say to Jesus, hey, the law says, what do you say? And Jesus says this phrase, hey, let him without sin throw the first stone. So one by one, oldest to youngest, they leave, they leave. And Jesus is left with this woman. And this is the real encounter. So Jesus says, so where are your accusers now to the woman? And the woman says, they've all left. And here's what Jesus says. And this is the power for me and for you. And this is the grace of God. And this is for everyone who may feel a little bit shame, maybe even feel some guilt, maybe even feel like I've made mistakes in this area. He says this, neither do I accuse you. Like that's the power, that's the grace of God. Neither do I accuse you. And then he says this statement at the end, now go and sin no more. Here's what he's saying, exactly the same thing. Hey, there's no guilt, there's no shame, but there is restoration and there is a better plan for your life, young lady. There is a better plan for your life. God has a better plan for your life. And that actually under, you know, what God has called for us in this area of sex, there is a better plan. Plus also... Throughout time, you know, uh, we, we've got it written here, sex can get better. Yeah, definitely. I think no matter how long you've been married for, no matter your past or your mistakes or, you know, maybe how many people you've slept with, I think when there's a blessing, when, when you've found that right person and you honour God in your decision to have sex the right way, I believe over time it gets better better and I don't just mean physically I'm, I'm really better. glad Debbie's saying that <laughs> I don't just mean physically better either though I think um 
I think that unity becomes stronger and becomes better. I think um, it, the enjoyment of it gets better. But I think just that um, feeling comfortable as well, you know. It's the willingness, we said it earlier. To it's be the vulnerable. Naked and vulnerable. Yeah. It's the willingness to do that that builds unity and it yeah. means we have a purpose. Exactly. Together. And, um, you know, it's our 12th wedding anniversary on Saturday. Is it? Yep. Oh, thanks for the reminder. <laughs> it's our 12th wedding anniversary on Saturday. I thought I'd just slip that into reminding. But, you know, we've been married for 12 years. It seems like a long time for us. Um, but I know so many people that have been married longer and their advice has always been to us, it gets better. Not just sex, although sex does get better, but marriage gets better. Your relationship gets better. But with that comes making sure that you're always putting God first yeah. and trusting God and his mm. purpose and his plans for your life. Again, it's, it's putting the creator over the created thing. It's putting God above the created thing. And I think that's the same in relationship, in marriage. It's putting the creator above the creator thing and that actually we recognize sex is a gift for marriage. Okay, so we've talked about sex being purposeful, yeah. sex being pleasurable. We've got one more. Yeah, and the third one is sex is spiritual. We talked about earlier how um, sex creates new life. And when you think of that, you think of newborn babies, you think of um, building a family, um, and you think of growing children. But actually, sex is spiritual because of the new creation as well. And I don't just mean babies, but actually that new creation being spiritual. Yeah, I mean, if we go back to Genesis, uh God said this, let us make man in our image. And so whose image is he talking about? Because he's saying our image. Well, we, we would know that that's the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. They're there right at the beginning. And, and God is saying, like, let us make man in our image. So out of the image of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is born this new creation, which is human, which is us. We know that to be Adam, the first man, and, uh, and then it, woman as well. And so you, you get this new creation that is born out. And yes, sex can create new creation in terms of babies and all of that. But I also believe that it can spark new life into relationship, into marriages. Uh, it can do all of that, but also believing that actually it's God-given in a relationship to spark new creation. So kind of in conclusion, isn't it just sex? Isn't it just physical? No, absolutely not. As we've discussed, sex is purposeful. Sex is pleasurable and sex is spiritual. But sex is created by God and given as a gift from God. And God's intention isn't for it just to be physical sex. God's intention for it isn't for sex to just be done at any given moment with any given person, but actually within marriage. And that's his perfect planned time for it. His intention for sex is for it to be purposeful, pleasurable and spiritual. But his intention is also for it to cause unity and always be pure. And I think we can sometimes trip up on this word pure or purity. We think purity is about this perfection. Um, but actually, uh, I just want to go back to, uh, there's a guy in the Bible, it's King David. Uh, God said this, this is a man after my own heart. Yet he made uh, the mistake, what we would say probably his biggest mistake was in this area of sex, in this area of relationships. When he saw Bathsheba and uh, he's on the roof, he sees Bathsheba and he, he has sex with Bathsheba. 
And yet David still has the uh, wherewithal in his heart to ask God, hey God, create in me a clean heart. And I think that's purity. It's this journey of, God, I want you to create in me a pure heart. I want you to create in me this clean heart. I want to follow after you. And even in his mistakes, even in that moment of mistake, God still said, this is a man after my own heart. And so that's for each and every one of us, that we would pursue purity, that we would pursue that. Yeah, and I think the key is how we view God and how we see God in our lives and and how we see God within our relationships and even within our sex. Yeah, like are we putting the created thing above the creator? I think is the key message for us today that we focus on the creator and we follow the creator and we go after what God has got for us. Even in this area of sex, we go after it that actually it's not just a physical thing, but it's a God-given gift uh, for each and every one of us. And so let's do it the way God wants us to, uh, you know, do it in terms of following after him and, uh, you know, just following after his plan for our lives. Yeah, absolutely. And maybe after this discussion, maybe you've got some questions around sex. Maybe there's some things that you want to ask, you want to talk about. You know, feel free to speak to one of the leaders at Icon Church or, uh, you know, one of your connect group leaders or a leader that you're close to. Maybe if you're a young person, talk to your parents and ask them some questions around sex and purity. Parents are going to love you. It needs to be done. It needs to be done. But yeah, and you know, come and talk to me and Nathan. If you've got any questions, we would love to talk to you and answer all of your questions. And you know, we're not shy about talking about sex. I think that's why we were asked to bring this discussion. (laughs) We're quite comfortable talking about it and we're happy to to want to help you and to help you learn the the true... design behind sex and why God created it and what to use, how why to use it. created it the way he did. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, but let me just pray for his church before we end. Yes, Lord God, I thank you, Lord Jesus, um, that you created this incredible thing, sex, Lord God. But I also thank you that you designed it in a way of making it perfect when it is used at the right time, Lord God. And I thank you for marriage. I thank you for the blessing of marriage. And I thank you that as we unite in marriage, that you bless that, Lord God. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, that that we can experience sex in, in a good way, Lord God. I pray, Lord Jesus, for anyone listening and watching that maybe has experienced sex in a bad way, Lord God. We pray for peace, Lord Jesus. We pray for restoration, Lord God. We pray for for you to come into their hearts, Lord God, and heal maybe any damage that may have taken place, Lord God. Uh, but we declare for their future, Lord Jesus, that we declare your plan for their life, Lord God, and that there is a good future that involves good relationships and good sex, Lord God. And we just want to pray for any guilt or shame or past mistakes, Lord God, that you will lift those things, Lord God, that there is no condemnation, but we pray and declare for restoration and second chances, Lord God. Amen. 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 And um, tonight you might be tuning into this stream and you might be uh, part of Icon Church tonight, maybe for the first time or maybe you've been a few times, but you've never made that decision to follow Jesus. You see, we're talking about this because actually God has a plan for each and every one of our lives and He has a design for each and every part of our life. He's interested in every part. Why? Because He wants us to flourish in life. 
And we know that we can experience life and life to the full in relationship with Jesus. And so tonight, I want to give you that opportunity right now to follow Him, to make that decision to follow Him. There'll be a button that you can click or a link that you can click that says raise hand. And I want you to make that decision tonight by clicking that button or pressing that link and saying, Nathan, that's me. The Bible tells us that if we believe in our hearts and confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, we'll be saved. And so tonight you can experience that freedom. You can experience being saved. You can experience life and life to the full. That doesn't mean we're going to get everything right. That doesn't mean everything's going to be, you know, all, all, you know, singing, all dancing. But actually you can know Jesus in your life and you can know that you can travel through anything because you've got Jesus with you who is for you and has a great plan and purpose for you. So if that's you tonight, click that button. Click that raise hand button right now whether in YouTube, that's the link, or whether in church online, that's the button. Click that right now. And I really believe as you do that, that's your confession, saying, Jesus, I'm placing my trust in you. Or tonight you've tuned into this stream and maybe you made a decision. Maybe it's a long time ago, maybe not so long ago, but you would say, I've not been walking in relationship with Jesus. Well, this opportunity is for you as well. Again, you click that link right now saying, I'm coming back to that relationship. I'm coming back to knowing Jesus. I want you to go back to that story of a woman caught in adultery, because I want to tell you this, the woman caught in adultery, Jesus said, neither do I accuse you. You see, the Bible tells us that nothing can separate us from the love of God. So whatever you may be thinking tonight, whatever you may be thinking, whether, yeah, but you don't know Nathan, you don't know Debbie, what I've done, you don't know. No, God knows and neither does He accuse you and nothing can separate you from His love. So if that's you tonight, click that button, click that link right now and uh, I'm gonna pray for you. And as I pray, there's still time. Believe God's moving in your heart. There's still time for God to be at work in your life and for you to make that decision right now. So let me pray. And then straight after I've prayed, the worship team are gonna lead us in a song just to close out. So Lord Jesus, thank you for every single person making that decision. And I just thank you, God, that you're at work in their lives. I thank you for restoration. I thank you for freedom. And I thank you for life and life to the full. We pray, Lord Jesus, we open our hearts every single one of us, and we open our hearts to your grace and your love for our lives. And we declare that you have life and life to the full. So we give our lives to you. We lift your name high, Jesus. We say you're Lord of our lives and we determine to follow you as best we can. And so we give you all the honour, all the glory and all the praise. And everyone at Icon Church said, Amen. We hope you enjoyed this podcast from Icon Church. If you'd like any more information about Icon Church, log on to our website at www.icon.church. Have the best week.